Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And we're the Theme Parkettes. Be sure to find out more about us, our store, Ashley's travel planning services, and more at MainStreetInspirations.com. Today, we are discussing special ticketed events and parties at theme parks. Woo! Parties! Every time I hear party, I just think of Wayne's World. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Wayne. Party on, on, Jessica. Party on, Ashley. (laughs) So, I have been to a few theme park parties. Uh, I've been to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. I actually used to work at the one in Orlando. It was not a great experience (laughs) why wasn't it a great experience well because what did you do there i was a scarecter okay but you need to be more specific you had to like jump out and scare people it was a good way to make seasonal money when you're in college and you'd like jump out and scare someone and i got like punched in the face (laughs) were you were you you, like a zombie or i was uh, yeah i was like a dead person dead girl and I got punched in the face, and it wasn't fun. But it was cool to see, you know, behind the scenes and how they do everything. Because the mazes that they do at Halloween Horror Nights, and this is at Universal Orlando, by the way. That's the one that I used to work at. They, and they do, of course, they do Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios in, in Hollywood as well. And these mazes are created by some fantastic set designers like Hollywood set designers that come in and really they make it look like you feel like you're in a horror movie when you're going through some of these mazes it's not like a rinky-dink haunted house these are these are really well designed I went to oh my gosh there was one one year that was um like a mental institution and all the patients had gotten out and you felt like you were in a hospital it smelled like it there was like stuff smeared on the wall i mean it was so scary but like it was also right it's scary but it's also really beautiful did you know that you can for halloween horror nights universal you can pay to do a tour and see the haunted houses during the day with all the lights on yes and no (laughs) no people in them so wait, are you telling me you've not done Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood or Orlando? No. Wait, no. Why? No. Nope. It's amazing. Because nope. I don't, I don't like scary movies. I don't like scary anything. Why wouldn't you want to go to a theme park and go in a haunted house? I I can understand not wanting to go in a haunted house in your hometown where like it could actually be like a crazy person, but at a place like Universal Six Flags, you know. Bush Gardens, who they all have Halloween ticketed events, you are going to be in a really top level haunted house. And especially the ones at Universal, they are they are so well done. They're beautiful. As you're going through them, you're like, I feel like I'm part of this. And usually right, but do, a lot of them are hear, I mean, like that even makes it worse, like it, because it's so realistic, like that would be that would be my nightmare. Like the actual, it is so realistic and so beautifully well done that I, that is my nightmare. <laughs> like, think about it. Like it's so well no. done. The actors are so good at what they right. do. That's that what, it actually right, but you're is coming also to life. Safe. You know for a fact that at those type of theme parks, no one can touch you. You know that they've been through an extremely long vetting process to get ca- to get hired <laughs> to work at Universal. But at the same time. I mean, I also am terrified sitting on my couch watching Jaws at three o'clock in the afternoon. Like, I don't think that like 
the fact that not being able to be touched is going to be a determining factor for me. It just the I, literally sitting here talking about this is making my palms sweat. Like well, I talk to our listeners who would appreciate this because I'm myself or I haven't been in the past a huge horror movie person. Although it's weird as I've gotten older, I've gotten more and more into horror. I don't know why that is, but more and more I'm like, oh, I want to go to the theater and see it. Oh, I want to go back and watch all the hostile movies. So speaking of hostile, oh, Universal Hollywood once had a really great hostile haunted house. It was really fun. Again, you're walking, you're at the theme park. Usually all, most of the lights are off. There's more like, instead of theme park music, it's like Halloween music, you know, kind of blasting through. It's a little more jarring. There's scare actors walking around the park and they kind of like, you're just walking down and they're like, a boo, you know, you're like, yeah. Like, <laughs> some yeah, of them that are is my nightmare. dressed up that as different characters. It's so fun. It's fun to, you, you and your friends laugh. You have a good time time. Um, there's usually alcohol involved. There's usually different food offerings involved. And then you get to ride most of the main attractions. Sometimes they'll do something fun, like do a roller coaster in the complete darkness um, or add music or some sort of uh, scary element to it. But then on top of that, they find all of the walkway areas and make those the scare zones. And then they find backlot type of areas to build full on haunted houses that you can go through that are beautiful and they're part of your admission to whatever the Halloween Horror Nights or whatever it is that you're at. And I can't recommend it enough. It's a really fun Halloween thing to do. A lot of people make it a tradition. And did you know, Ashley, that some of the theme parks have figured out that people love this so much and don't just want to go one night and you can buy multi-night packages and even like a pass to the whole season of Halloween. Pretty cool. That <laughs> Not for Ashley. That's great. <laughs> That's great for all of you out there who enjoy having this type of experience good for you not for me but good for you not for everyone but yeah, i i love it i am a huge fan of the halloween events i think that those if we're going to talk about whether or not these special ticketed events are worth it so usually what happens is you can get in around 7 p.m is pretty pretty general at universal six flags bush gardens not scary farm um it's usually around seven o'clock as it's getting dark that you can enter and um, it is a separate ticket, but it, you don't have to buy theme park admission and that extra ticket. You just buy the ticket. So the ticket, for example, at Universal just to go for one night is $67, which isn't bad when you consider what a, an average theme park. That's not at, bad at all. Right. When you consider what a theme park ticket to Universal costs, if you want to go to Universal, you get to go on the rides and see a lot of the shows, but then you also get this added <laughs> this added benefit of getting to see all of these top shelf haunted houses. They usually have some different entertainment, some scary, scary entertainment, or a lot of times they'll have a band, especially at Universal Orlando, they have great stages there. And they'll have bands there, sometimes special appearance bands, you know, the guy who sings Monster Mash or whatever will, will be there. Um, so yeah, between 67 and $77 for Universal Hollywood. 
and Universal Orlando is 66 through 94. It depends on the night that you go. Obviously, Halloween night and the Saturday before and after before Halloween are usually the most expensive times to go. So if you can go in September, because the events usually go from September to the first weekend in November. So if you can go in early September or early early October, you're going to get a better deal on going to those. Um, if you're a pass holder, sometimes there are deals on that. There are deals for Universal. And in fact, Platinum Pass members for Hollywood, or they're called Premier Annual Pass Holders in Orlando, get one free night to go to to Halloween Horror Nights. So that's a really nice benefit if you are one of the top tier annual pass holders at Universal. Yeah, that's such a steal. Right? Especially if you are the kind of person who is going to go multiple times. Right. If you're a pass holder that's not one of the top levels, you can likely still get a discount on Halloween Horror Night passes as well. So I recommend then this year, 2019, they're doing Stranger Things themed haunted houses on both coasts. Sounds super fun. I would love to go. I mean, maybe I could, like Stranger Things, I could probably be okay with. Right? It's going to be so cute. Because with all the 80s stuff. Right? How fun is that? So that's Universal. Six Flags has Fright Fest, and Bush Gardens has Howl of Scream. Knott's Berry Farm has Knott's Scary Farm, and Disney, as we know, has Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which sounds like it's more Ashley's speed. It's way more my speed. And all of these have <laughs> mazes, shows. There's usually trick or treats and crafts for the kids. Um, But they all handle it different ways. Like Six Flags, it's actually, you can just go to the park, like under regular park admission, but then you have to have a separate maze pass for $18, if that makes sense. Oh, interesting. So like admission plus maze usually equals around like $82 uh, for an unlimited maze pass. So, um, So here's the thing. You could just go with your friends to Six Flags and they could all get maze passes and you could not (laughs) and just sort of be there and not go in on the scary things. So that's an option for you, Ashley. Maybe Six Flags. Just sit there. Maybe Six Flags (laughs) is more your speed. Not Scary Farm is definitely a separate ticketed event and Howl of Scream at Bush Gardens also a separate ticketed event. This year it's going to be September 20th through November 2nd. They haven't announced all of their details yet, um, but that's really the only one that Bush Gardens has that is a separately ticketed event. They do have events for upgraded experiences or additional purchase requirements, like they have Beer Fest, B-I-E-R, Fest at Bush Gardens and the festival itself. Oh, that's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, and it has a lot of diff- additional options for entertainment, but to take part in the beer or specialty menu, that's an added cost. So kind of like food and wine, where you can still just go and see it without having to pay to enjoy it. That's a really nice perk for those that don't want to have the additional fee, but can still kind of enjoy that that time of the year i think um sea world also does a halloween halloween spooktacular is their version and they do trick-or-treating and a dance party um and you know that one is geared i think more towards younger kids so it might be um, a good fit for those of you who actually it probably would be much more geared towards me to be perfectly honest uh but you, <laughs> it's definitely a little bit more um fun and cute and not uh 
jump out of a maze terrifying scary so yeah. also an so option. let's talk about um disney let's, talk about, let's disney. talk about disney let's talk I have unfortunately not been to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, but it is on my list to go. Uh, Much like Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, it is one of those parties that I think whenever I have a client um, or a friend that is going down to Walt Disney World, either in September, October, November, December, I always recommend they do one night at either one of those parties, depending on where their vacation falls, because A, of how amazing the park is decorated uh for both holidays but b for the park experience not just to celebrate the holiday but also because it is a special ticketed event there's less people in the park which means the lines are shorter so even though your amount of time in the park is shorter than let's say a full day at magic kingdom you can actually get a whole lot more done which was what we experienced when we went to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party a couple years ago after running the Wine and Dine Half Marathon. We did. Now, that is definitely unique to Disneyland because I would say at Halloween Horror Nights, at Not Scary Farm, (laughs) the park is much more crowded when you go then during that time. The, The lines for the haunted mazes can get really long. They can be as long as a top thrill ride, like 90 minutes. And, and then, of course, while you're there, people want to do things like ride the Simpsons ride and go on Jurassic Park. And those lines are long as well. So Universal does have that front of the line pass, which Ashley and I had once, which was amazing. You just go right to it the It was a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if I could do Universal again without it. Yeah, to, to be honest. quite honest, we, we killed that park. We had so much fun with the front of the line pass if you can afford it and especially if you can afford it during halloween horror nights i would highly recommend doing that because on top of wanting to do all of the universal rides and harry potter and everything to get in all of the mazes as well like you just might not be able to fit everything in without doing a front of the line pass so just be aware of that when you're going in or just try to go really if you can go earlier and not on halloween or the weekend before halloween when everybody wants to go i've heard it i think that last year they got to capacity at one point and they had to turn people away which is just crazy but oh that but sounds the ma- right. but the yeah. mazes sometimes they'll have like rob zombie designed a maze once you know what i mean like there's there like people who are into art and, and set design want to see the mazes it's not just kids who want to go through or teenagers who are like let's go to universal like it's people who really adults uh, who want to see these gorgeous haunted houses so haunted mazes i should say they're on sound stages in universal usually so yeah just be aware that that Unlike Disney, you're not going to see less crowds. Disney World's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is a little, I don't want to say it's more relaxed, but it definitely is, it's just more Disney. You know, it's got the Hocus Pocus show on the stage. It has the Boo to You parade. Um, They do have, a couple of years, they've had the, um, oh my gosh, what do they call them? The Dapper Dance, but they they changed the name. (laughs) Cadaver Dance. (laughs) Cadaver dance. Thank you. I couldn't remember what they were called, the cadaver dance. But there's also, you know, if you are the kind of person who really wants to avoid crowds, I mean, from Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, the party dates start in August. So literally in like a month, you can celebrate Halloween at Walt Disney World if you want to. Um, The prices, the ticket prices are obviously less expensive the earlier you go. It's also a lot hotter 
So just keep that in mind that if you, you know, it's a great time to go because again, they limit the number of tickets. They limit the number of people. August is hot. What? And if you're in costume. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What? But I, I feel like it's one of those things where people are just surprised because they're at a Halloween party. You just might want to rethink, think about your costumes um, for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party if you do go in August. But it does run select nights, August, September, October, and the very beginning of November. And then it switches over to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, so... You know, you can purchase your tickets in advance. You can save money by purchasing them in advance compared to buying them the day of. It also guarantees your entry. Um, the interesting thing about what we dis- we learned at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and this is kind of what I have learned about both parties, is that similar to how Jessica talked about the Halloween Horror Nights, uh, you know, you you have to have a day park admission for if you're going to go during the day and a separate admission at night same thing is true at walt disney world however um even though the party starts at seven it goes seven to midnight we i think we walked in at like 4 30 or yeah mm-hmm. four o'clock so a lot of times um you can get in a couple of hours early now granted you're still in the park with everybody who was there during the day and once that seven o'clock hour hits they will check your wristbands before you go on any ride so that's kind of how they they determine who paid for tickets and who didn't and people tend to just leave because they can't really do a whole lot um but we got a couple of extra hours in the park just to walk around and look at the decorations and ride a couple things before the park really emptied out and those extra couple of hours were great because it means we didn't have to spend that time in that seven to midnight window either. So that part's kind of nice. Now that could change at any point, but what I have read consistently year over year is that usually somewhere between four, four to five o'clock, if you arrive with your tickets, usually they'll let you in early. Read the fine print. Yes. This is where I'd like to talk about um, the Disneyland After Dark event that I went to. I was fortunate enough to go to the Disneyland After Dark 90s night. Woo-hoo. Oh my gosh. I went with my friend Brian. Party and on, we Jessica. put on Mighty Ducks uh, jerseys. And I made myself ears that matched my Mighty Ducks jersey. And yeah, same. The party started after the the sun went down and of course this was in um, March and so that happened soon and so the party started after that somewhere around eight o'clock but we were able we read the fine print and we were able to get in at like four and so we went early and I'm so glad that we did because my friend is not an annual pass holder and there were some rides that he wanted to do And we were surprised how many rides shut down once the 90s night party started. Now, we had a great time. They had, if you go to uh, our Instagram page at Main Street Inspirations and look in our highlights, you can see, I think we've got a lot of uh, the footage that I took there on the Instagram of dancing all around. They did a fireworks to... um, the Disney afternoon music, like Gummy Bears and Chippendales Rescue Rangers. And they had all of these special character meet and greets that are not normally there. DuckTales, Tailspin, um, and Launchpad <laughs> was there, and the which I was excited about. Darkwing Duck was there. Yes. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Um, but they shut down a bunch of rides and we couldn't go on them and at a certain point it it was kind of 
Um, it was it was cold. <laughs> we were really trying to warm up, and the character lines were really long. The shopping lines were really long, and then there weren't a lot of rides that we could go on, and we ended up leaving much earlier than we thought we were going to leave just because we kind of ran out of things to do. So while we had a good time, and I was glad that we went, and the DJ was fun, and the different entertainment things that they had to watch were fun. We only got to really do one character experience because the line was over 45 minutes. That's crazy. And yeah, yeah, we chose Scrooge McDuck just because we were dressed as the Mighty Ducks as it was. So it was really funny. And he like pointed at our shirt and he was like, ah, ha, 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 quack, quack, quack. And um, but we didn't get to do any of the shopping. And then to be totally honest, the shopping was, it left a little to be desired. They basically just had some new merch that said like three things basically that said Disney Disneyland 90s night on it. So I was hoping we'd actually see some DuckTales merch, see some maybe yeah. MMC, a little Mickey Mouse Something. Club merch. Something, you know, maybe some 90s style merch and there really wasn't. There was just merch with like a logo printed on it that said Disneyland 90s night. Oh. So I wasn't thrilled with that after dark event. It, you know, you know, it was it was a it was a C plus to a B minus for me, which is tough for me to say because, you know, I'm such a Disney fan and I'm such a 90s fan, but I just was expecting a little more for $99. Yeah, and we also want to be honest with anybody listening to this. Like, this is our experience. Your yeah. mileage may vary. I think Disneyland After Dark um, was is the West Coast version of what Walt Disney World does, which is called Disney After Hours. And it's basically the same idea. So, um, you know, it starts at 9, but you can enter the park at 7. And basically, it's on nights where the park whatever park it's at closes at nine o'clock and you get an extra three hours. So it's nine to midnight. But if you go in at seven, you know, you have those extra two hours, so five hours total. Um, they only do it at three parks right now. So it's Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Magic Kingdom. And there are a lot of attractions actually open in each park, but not all of them. But definitely like the headliners are for sure open. I mean, it would be silly for them not to be. Obviously it's weather dependent too. It can change at any time. So you know, if something does happen or a ride goes down or whatever, nothing is a guarantee. But like for Animal Kingdom, it's a really great way. If you want to get on Flight of Passage, it's a good way to, you know, not wait in a long line. Um, the other nice thing about it, and I don't know if this was included in uh, Disneyland 90s tonight, but Disney After Hours, you also get free popcorn and beverages and ice cream, like all you can eat. So similar to the Halloween party where you can trick what? or treat. Yeah. No, we did not yes. get that. <laughs> okay, that being said, we did get a pretty killer fanny pack. <laughs> they gave us a fanny pack upon entering that I love. So we got, a, a, again, it just was a fanny pack that says Disneyland 90 cent on it. But I freaking love that fanny pack. That being said, no, they, they had some special food offerings like peanut butter and jelly churros and you know some pickles i don't know <laughs> but no we did not get any sort of unlimited food what yes yeah so it's ice cream bars and like mickey's premium ice cream bars and things of popcorn and um i think it's like soda and water i don't know i it, obviously it's not alcoholic beverages um but yeah it's, so it's kind of like you know it's worth the money i mean it's expensive like i'm looking at 
uh, you know, right now it's July and I'm looking at the July dates for Animal Kingdom and, you know, for one person, for an adult, it's $129. So it's not cheap. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's mm. definitely, I mean, it's about the same price as a park, a one-day park ticket. Um, so it is certainly not cheap. But that being said, if you are someone who has frequented the parks at Walt Disney World and you're there for a couple of days or a longer vacation and you can, you know, you can forgo spending an entire day at one of the parks and just, you know, especially if you're a night owl and you can stay, like, skip paying for the day ticket and buy the party ticket. You'll get snacks included. You'll get to ride probably most, if not all, the rides you were going to ride anyway with shorter lines. Um which is what I usually recommend for folks, like I said, to do for the Christmas party and the Halloween party anyway. Mm. So it's a good alternative It for, you know, and you can also spend the day just like laying by the pool, going to Disney Springs. Because um, sometimes you can get a lot more done in that five-hour period than you can in an entire day, depending on how busy it is. But but they're not cheap. I mean, they're definitely expensive tickets. So for that yeah, extra $40. Disneyland After Dark, <laughs> Disneyland After Dark was $99. Yeah. Yeah, so for the so, extra which is $40, a little bit less. you get all of the free ice cream. That's what you paid yeah, for. Right. So can you make Fast Pass reservations during Disney After Hours? That's a good question. There have definitely been reports of folks being able to do that as long as their Disney After Hours tickets are linked to their My Disney Experience account. So, which is how you would reserve Fast Passes for any of your park days, regardless. So, I mean, that has been what's been reported. Obviously, that can change at any minute. But I will tell you that from everything I have read for Disney After Hours, the Fast Passes really aren't necessary. I mean, it is it is such a limited event. It's even more limited than the Halloween party or the Christmas parties. It, people talk about how empty the park is. There was a viral video that went around a couple of months ago when they first launched this program. Maybe it was almost a year ago. And there was a couple that made it sound like they had somehow snuck into the park at night. And it just turns out that they were at Disney after hours. But Fantasyland was a ghost town. And nearly every single ride is open. Now, the downside is if you are a food person, most of the quick service and table service restaurants are closed with the exception of a handful. But to be honest, you're getting ice cream and popcorn. So, you know, hopefully you eat dinner before you go. You could always make a dining reservation around uh, seven o'clock um, when the park is technically still open, eat first. And then by the time you're done, people are exiting the park and it's just you and like five of your other friends that you can see on the other side of Main Street Hub because there's practically <laughs> no one in the park. I mean, Google, if you Google pictures of it, it really does look empty. It's kind of, it's kind of cool, actually. It's probably great if yeah, you're a photographer. It's kind of a great opportunity to take some good photos. That's fun. I ask because at Disneyland After Dark, we could only make fast pass. We could only get fast passes on our phone in the first hour, and then after that, it just they all disappeared. Oh, interesting. What about uh, Disney at Christmas time? <gasps> it's my favorite. I love Disney at Christmas. Okay, so Walt Disney World does an exceptionally amazing job at covering the holiday season. All of the resorts are decorated. I think all of them have a themed Christmas tree in their lobbies. In addition, at the Grand Floridian, uh, there's also a giant gingerbread house um, that if you're there early enough in the season, you can actually watch them make it, which is pretty cool. But the parks themselves, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot especially, and Hollywood Studios are all decorated for the holiday season. As we talked about before, 
we've been to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and actually Jessica's friend Brian, who joined her for Disneyland um, 90s night, came with us to <laughs> Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and he was a really good sport that evening because we spent a lot of time meeting Jack Sparrow. But that being said, <laughs> which you can meet at the Christmas Party, FYI, if you want to meet Jack Sparrow, he's there. Um, but it was a really cool event. It snows on Main Street. They had cookies and hot cocoa everywhere we went um, a lot of fun like photo ops and stuff so that part was really cool mickey's very merry christmas party is the only special ticketed event at the holiday season at magic kingdom the rest of the parks are open and operate as normal at least currently that's the plan um, epcot all of the countries in the world showcase are decorated for, you know depending on how their country celebrates Hollywood Studios used to have the Osborne Family Light Spectacle. They don't anymore. Um, now they have, um, I think there's a uh, projection show. Uh, but all of that is included in your admission. So the only park that has a special ticketed event is the Magic Kingdom. At Disneyland, there's actually no special ticketed event currently for the holidays. So no matter when you go or what pass you pick, you can enjoy the decor, the parades, the fireworks, all of the celebrating at both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure with your regular theme park admission. I don't know if they'll ever change that at some point, but it's kind of fun to walk around. I think the best part of Disneyland at the holidays is it's a small world being redecorated with all mm. of the Christmas lights. It's so pretty. Um, but then there's also some beautiful decorations over at DCA too. So if you want to save some money, if you are trying not to spend extra money to go to a party, you know, Disneyland is a great option because everything's included in your theme park ticket. But if you want to have some snow on Main Street and some special celebrating, um, Magic Kingdom is the place to be. They're not the only theme park that do something for the holidays. Universal usually has Grinchmas. Grinchmas! And yeah, Yahoo! Dore. <laughs> okay, I would be into, I would be into Grinchmas. I could do Grinchmas. That yeah. sounds like it's right up my alley. It's really fun. I went. I was able to go two years ago to the one in Hollywood, and it's really beautiful. And they have the big like sideways leaning tree and Whoville all set up, and it's a really fun, beautiful event. And again, not separate admission. That's just they just sort of change the park into that. Um, I've been to, they do Holiday in the Park at Six Flags, as we mentioned earlier. Did you know Legoland does Brickmas? No. What is Brickmas? <laughs> yeah. So there's a Legoland, California and Florida. Um, and, and they change things up into Christmas as well with all sort of like Lego bricks in the shape of Santa and special things. Of course, Le Legoland, we don't cover too much because they're a lot for for children those are really big uh mostly for kids kind of park maybe someday i'll go and see if there's anything there that we could do for adults but <laughs> that if you're just an adult going to legoland i don't think there's much for you but yeah if you're if you've got a family and they like legos um they do brickmas there sometimes they call it something else but um brickmas, i just love awesome. that <laughs> brickmas brickmas that's awesome <laughs> And none of those really seem to be separate ticketed events, but they just are sort of where the park has changed a little bit and you can enjoy the magic of the holidays while also enjoying the park. They've done that at um, Knott's. They have usually like Snoopy, you know, it's a Christmas, Charlie Brown, whatever. I love that they call it Knott's Merry Farm. Knott's Merry Farm. <laughs> 
I just think it's so cute. The other thing I forgot to mention, and this is just as kind of an FYI, is the, just to go back to Halloween. So at Halloween and into Christmas, the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland uh, gets an overlay that is Nightmare Before Christmas themed, and they call it Haunted Mansion Holiday. But the reason why I bring that up is because this year people were really disappointed to see that Disneyland wasn't offering their Halloween party, but it's because they're actually offering the Oogie Boogie Bash over at DCA, and essentially Oogie Boogie is hosting the Halloween party from you know, Oogie Boogie from Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, and he's bringing all the Disney villains over to DCA. So there's a new World of Color show. Uh, It sounds like, this might be up your alley, Jess, that they're going to be transforming the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail into making it a little bit more haunted and creepy. Um, And then they'll also have, you know, the trick-or-treating with the Disney villains, plus a dance party. Um, so it's $110, um, and there it looks like there's a pass holder discount. It's select nights from September to October, so not as long as Disney World's Halloween party, but still good time of year to go. Um, and there looks like there's still plenty of tickets left, as I'm looking up on the website right now. And you can enter the park up to three hours before event time. So oh. um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and four hours before event time on Sundays, plus October 29th and October 31st. So um, something to consider, especially if you know, it's something different. They haven't done a Halloween party over at DCA yet. Yeah, those events are usually really fun. Let's talk about the pros and cons of them. Okay. I would say the pros are usually really fun unique photos that you don't normally get in whatever theme park you've gone into whether it's scary or you know like a just a neat character experience or different decor like those the photos are usually always nice um you know i i always remember going to those special ticketed events more than i remember just an average day at the park, you know, sometimes your days at different parks can kind of run together, but you always remember when you were there for like a special event, different food offerings than you can normally get. Usually they add things to the menu. Oh, and by the way, a lot of them will have some sort of uh, dining package that you can get. We kind of covered this in the dining episode, but I noticed when I was just getting all of the information together for this episode that sometimes for special ticketed events, they'll have special dining options for that as well. So make sure you check online before you go on those as well. I'd say also, like you said, sometimes there's a chance of there being less lines for the rides. Sometimes you have more of a chance of getting on the ride. You have more of a chance of um, seeing the ride in a different light, you know, literally when they turn the lights off for a roller coaster or they mm-hmm. add a different <laughs> overlay on it or something like that. So seeing your favorite like Ghost Galaxy at Space Mountain. Yes, right. Super fun. So, or adding some sort of overlay, adding some sort of thing like that. Those those would be my pros. I would say my pros would definitely be similar to yours. The shorter lines, less people. Um, I think one of the things I love about the Disney parks in particular is the added snack options. Like I love that we got to walk around and they have those different cookie stations and every station was a different kind of cookie. So it wasn't like we were going and getting chocolate chip every place. It was like one place was a snickerdoodle, one place was chocolate chip, one place was something else. And they had gluten-free cookies available for you, which I really loved and appreciated, um, which was awesome. Pro is also price. Price. Usually it's Price. cheaper than than a theme park ticket. 
depending on the park, depending on the day, it can be less expensive. That being said, the cheaper tickets are usually on the early side. So I would say one of the cons for the Halloween party is the fact that it starts in August, which in my brain, I just have a really hard time. Like I haven't even celebrated Labor Day yet. (laughs) I just don't want to fast forward time, but it's really popular. And so Disney is trying to make sure that they give everybody a chance to experience those parties, you know, around the time that they can, obviously with Halloween being late in October and then the Christmas season just kind of kicking off right away, they don't have as much time to host the very Merry Christmas parties. So um, this is their way of, of trying to meet that demand, which, you know, I think is admirable. I just... I'm still in a bathing suit in August, and it's just really hard for me to picture trick-or-treating in August. But that being said, if you get to travel to Walt Disney World in August, you get to take advantage of it, which I think is really nice. Um, Another con, and this is going to make me sound like such an old lady, but if you are an early riser like I am, naturally, it's it's a late night (laughs) just like by the time 11 o'clock rolls around it's you're tired I mean we were granted we had just run a 10k and a half marathon but like we were tired I remember like 10 30 we looked at each other and we're like okay (laughs) we're exhausted this is like or if you have kids like are your kids really gonna stay up till four o'clock in the morning and do you want your kids staying up (laughs) until four o'clock in the morning you know so that's definitely a con that usually that it's a later time for sure. I would also say that um, another con for me would be that sometimes not all of the rides are open. And if you're a purist and you really want to see, you know, your favorite ride or a ride the way that it was meant to be ridden, then it's, you know, you're not going to necessarily see it that way, or you might not even be able to get on it. I agree. I also think too, one of the things about the parties that it's really helpful for people to think about when they purchase a party ticket is that the parties are meant to give you a different experience than what you would get on a normal park day. So because of that, there's a reason why not all the the restaurants are open, why not all the rides are open, why you know all the regular stuff that you could do on a regular park day is not all open. Disney obviously knows that there are some rides that are super popular and people are going to want to ride them and so they should close them. Um, but that being said, like if one of the rides that you're looking to do is down, it's probably because they're trying to do something else with that time, whether it's a different parade or a different show, different entertainment, whatever it might be. So I, if you're going for, let's say a week, I always recommend do one full like day at Magic Kingdom and then do one night at the party and that way you can get the best of both worlds so during the day you can do all the things that you have to do knowing that at the party you can do the things that you want to do or didn't get to do um on your full park day but it's definitely something to keep in mind that not everything is open so just kind of keep that perspective in check for sure price yeah a con is also that that even though it's less money than a park ticket sometimes you're getting less hours so you know what's more important to you what's more important to you your money or your time and that is a very important question that I would ask anybody who is considering a Disney vacation is that you have to kind of decide at at a certain point what is more important to you because I have this conversation a lot about resort stays and hotel stays where a friend will ask me well if I stay off property 
I will save XYZ amount of money. I'm like, yep, absolutely, you probably would. But you also are going to have to either Uber or rent a car um, unless your hotel has a shuttle. And even then the shuttle isn't on demand. You will have to, if you rent a car, you're going to have to pay to park. And the nice part about staying on property is that you can take a bus or transportation back to your hotel in the middle of the day and go back. Off property, you're adding extra time. So when I look at one of the parties, I think it's less time, but I also get a bigger return on my investment because I'm able to do more because there's less people, especially with the Disney after hours. Three hours does not seem like a lot of time, but three hours is a lot of time when there's no one else around. Right. So, right. but it is expensive and it's expensive on top of, you know, an already expensive trip um, where you're already purchasing park tickets and your hotel stay and all of that part. So, but it is a cool experience. And I think that all of the parks, regardless of whether it's Disney, Universal, Knott's Berry Farm, Six Flags, Bush Gardens, they all have something special to offer and they all have a different way of celebrating the different holidays and different special ticketed events to keep things different and keep things kind of um, fresh and new, especially if, you know, they haven't announced a new ride or a new attraction. They're trying to do their best to keep things interesting for us as the guests. And I think that that is really cool. One thing I forgot to mention and this is really important, especially if you are traveling to Disneyland, um, but also to Epcot around the holiday season, is to be aware of the Candlelight Processional. So the Candlelight Processional is an annual event that has been going on at Disney for a very long time, and it is essentially the story of Christmas um, told by a celebrity narrator with Disney cast members as the chorus in the background. It's amazing. Um, but for Disneyland, people camp out really early for good seats. It also tends to mean that the park, the day of a performance, is much, much busier. So if you're visiting Disneyland and you really want to see Candlelight Processional, just make sure that you add extra time. Um, I don't think that there's a bad seat in the house necessarily because you can hear it wherever you sit. But you just want to make sure that you're there early and be advised that there it tends to draw in more people. At Walt Disney World, Candlelight Processional is hosted at Epcot. It's part of the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. And you can actually book a dining package at Epcot for Candlelight Processional. So um, they actually offer, depending on the restaurant and the day, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And then you have reserved special reserved seating like you would any other um dining package, whether it's like World of Color or Fantasmic, things like that. So just something to keep in mind, um, more for Disneyland in the holidays, because at Epcot, there's a lot more room for people. Um, but it is, although it is not a special ticketed event, it doesn't cost you anything extra to see Candlelight Processional. It does tend to bring in a lot more people. Um, and it also is um, a very holiday specific event that you can only really see the holidays. Um, Walt Disney World in particular I don't know if he comes, I'm assuming he comes to Disneyland, but Neil Patrick Harris is like one of the most favorite narrators at Epcot. Yeah, he's all over Disney. <laughs> he was in a world of color. He used to be the voice of California Screaming. Yes. No, that's not there anymore, but. NPH loves Disney. Loves some Disney. You know, when I worked on How I Met Your Mother, not to name drop, but he was talking about one of my favorite NPH stories is when we were on set, he was taught, he was on his phone and, and typing. And he was like, I'm sorry. This is like in between scenes. And he was like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. He's like, I'm taking my family to Disney World and 
they're making it each one of the parks a little getaway room for me and my family in case the crowds uh, start to follow us or anything. So they're asking me what type of food or beverages I would like, what I would want in each of these these little getaway rooms. And so I'm trying to come up with really funny things like, you know, only green M&Ms, a monkey that answers to the name of Boo, like a, a magic carpet that my kids can ride. Like he was just, we were just giving him a bunch of funny things that we could say like, oh, Mariah Carey serenading me as I walk in. Um, I'm going to need, anyway, I'm, it was really funny. Well, I would love to hear if, if MPH, if you're listening and you can give us an update on that Disney trip, we would love to hear um, what you actually got in your getaway rooms. Has it, Have we covered everything? I think we've covered everything. We've covered Christmas, Halloween, Disney after hours, extra parties at Universal, Bush Garden, Six Flags, Knott's Berry Farm. Hopefully we'll be able to do more in depth if we uh, end up going to some of them this season. Ashley and I just got invited to Howlow Scream at Bush Gardens in Tampa Bay. So we'll see if I can get her there. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Doesn't sound like that's going to happen. But thank you, Bush get- Gardens, for inviting us to Howlow Scream. We really appreciate it. It's nothing um, personal, Bush Gardens. I promise. It's nothing personal. <laughs> but I'm not going to go with you and like go in the haunted houses myself. Oh yeah, so. you're on your own. Like there's not, I will happily sit on the outside and wait for your recap when you return. I'll come out and be like, how was it? I'm like shaking. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, great, this is why I didn't go in there. <laughs> if you have any questions about special ticketed events or parties, you can always reach out to us. Find us on Instagram at Main Street Inspirations, or you can always go to our website, MainStreetInspirations.com. You can email us, MainSTInspirations at gmail.com as well with any questions, and we will answer them for you. We'd also like to give a shout out to the people who have given us some reviews. Woo-hoo. Thanks, JB Pod fan, and thanks, Allie, for both of your reviews. We really appreciate those. Those were very nice and positive. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. And if you're listening and you want to subscribe, make sure you do. We're on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And more coming soon. You can subscribe on both platforms and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Ask us your questions. We would love to answer them here on the podcast. Yeah, and let us know what other topics you'd like us to cover because we want to talk about everything. Everything theme park related. So, But we want to know what you would like to hear from us. You can also reach out to us on our personal Instagrams. I am at actor Jessica Gardner. And I'm at Happy Go Ashley. So if you see us at any of these special ticketed events, getting scared by all of the mazes that I've dragged Ashley on, or or waiting in line to see Jack Sparrow for the second time, (laughs) come up to us and say hi. Remember, you can sit with us. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) That was for Brian. I know, but we didn't explain it. I know, it's okay. It's fine. We'll explain it on a different show.